Fuck it, we'll do it live. Playing now. Is that is that the is that a Bill O'Reilly reference? Uh, I think so. Yeah. He didn't know what play him out meant or something. I don't know. I think he he's was dumb. mad about Sting. I think he's, he's dumb. He's a terrible person. Yeah, he's really bad. Did I ever tell you that the woman that used to be married to him is from my hometown? No. Did you know yeah, her? Reedy Mc... uh, I didn't really know her because she's like, I want to say eight or nine years older than mm-hmm. me. So I knew who she was because, you know, everybody knew who everybody was. Yeah. And her mom was very lovely. She was the head secretary at the elementary school. So... Uh, no, I'm not going to put this fucking thing on. It's all fucked up. Uh, so, and they went to our church and she was, Rini was a, uh, was very active in the high school musical scene. So she would often be the lead in whatever, uh, musical she was in. So I was like, kind of, I'd say I was a fan, (laughs) um, and, uh, probably less so when I found out who she had married. Mm -hmm. They're divorced now. Yeah, that's a uh, shocker. But that you would even, I know, that you would even marry that person in the first place doesn't say great things about you. So I, I don't think know. he turned into the monster. Like, I, but I think it was in there, but. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I Tough wasn't there. Say. I wasn't there. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. He became more of not, a monster, a visible monster. I yeah. feel like I can stand behind that. Yeah. It's tough to say, you know, I don't know. I mean, how, what do you start out as that gets you to Bill O'Reilly? Mm. Like, you know, mm. tough to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody terrible. Yeah, right. I think your baseline is you're like a you're garbage, the fucking ogre. And then, you know, then somebody throws money at you and you become like an active criminal. He was the one who, I mean, he was one of many who sexually harassed his. Uh, co-workers uh, there was something about a loofah yeah, yeah, yeah. but he called it a falafel a falafel <laughs> um yeah <laughs> yeah he did he did call it a falafel let's let that always be his legacy I mean it's probably one of the least terrible things he's done but it's still pretty it's bad. bad and also it just you is shouldn't like, also if you, don't put a don't don't put a loofah down there don't put a falafel down there unless you want to Sure. And also, if you're just going to distill someone's, like, casual, ignorant uh, racism slash dismissal of, like, entire regions of the world, I feel like that is that little story just does it so well for him, you know? Like, these are two words that don't fit into my Western canon, and they're interchangeable to me, really. Uh, Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Spe- speaking of fuck that guy, welcome to Carp hey. <laughs> Wait, we didn't clap. Oh, yet. yeah. Let's clap. All right. Three, two, one. Yes, chef. <laughs> Lori, at th- we love you too, chef. <laughs> Lori, at this point, how many times have you watched uh, the, the menu? Uh, four <laughs> to date. Maybe more by the time this podcast I comes hope out. So. Keep going. Don't yeah. stop. Yeah. It's not like I love it so much. It's just that I want to share it with as many people as possible. So I have uh, I have shared it with one of my best friends, my father, my son, and my boyfriend. And I watched it once alone. So, you know. It's a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, some people hate it, and that's fine. It's not a perfect movie. No. It's not. It's far from a perfect movie. It's just a. I good don't think time. it's trying to be a perfect movie, and I think it's trying to be a romp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's a. It's romp. a romp. <laughs> it's a romp. I still think much like the. Hmm current film we're about to oh talk about. jesus oh the current film oh my god well listen we're gonna mm. get to soylent green in, in just a little bit but let's do a, a check-in Lori. how are you uh i'm pretty good oh. pretty good All right. as i always say i'm pretty good <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good uh-huh. how about you how you uh, doing I'm pretty good pretty good i'm gonna go travel for a week uh to one of my clients and so i'm gonna be gone oh. all week and i'm excited about it uh, some of them uh-huh. listen to this podcast, so I am so okay. looking forward. Like this is the best. I, I cannot Super wait. Super pumped. Love it. But I have to get home for my son's birthday. Mm. He's turning mm-hmm. sixteen, and mm. that's great. Mm-hmm. And I'm really not one of those people who's like, "Oh, he's a baby. He was a baby. I remember when he was just a baby." Like I do remember when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's sixteen. This mm-hmm. is great. Uh, but I yeah. have to get home in time for his birthday. And I've got to drive, let's say, five hours home. My last session ends at 1.30. I told him i got to be home for dinner. And then I find out my son wants to have dinner with his friends. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he does. Which is great. I mean, that's great, right? Like, that's like, oh, yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you do. Amazing. I'm like, hey, I won't be there in the morning. He's like, he's like okay. Like, all right. Uh, can I have my own apartment, yeah, please? He kind of does down here in the basement. <laughs> Just about. Just about. Can you sign these papers so I can be an emancipated <laughs> minor? <laughs> Never speak to me again. He also listens to this. So, no. No, you may not. You may not mm. uh, have emancipation. Mm-hmm. Plus, you mm-hmm. can't drive. So, stick yeah. around for a while. Anyway, that's what's going on this week, which is very exciting. And then I've got my 50th birthday party, probably when this is, comes out. And Lori, you're, you're sure. invited to that. It's in my calendar. I can't wait. I am working on my excuse to cancel Thank the last you. minute as we Absolutely. speak. Absolutely. <laughs> so what, what's a good excuse to miss someone's birthday party? Well, you know, one that has always worked for me, and I, I it's a tried and true, is uh, I... Or my son have diarrhea. (laughs) I have used the old diarrhea excuse so many times. Uh, Wait, more current one. Linger on that. Okay, go ahead. No, we'll come back to diarrhea. More current one uh, that that really uh, you know invites no more questions Mm. is I have COVID. I have COVID. Sure. Or I have a actually what you have to say is I have a COVID scare in my household. Oh, that's very good. That is yes. very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those are the two. B- I don't actually tell people I have diarrhea. I, I just say mm. I'm sick. I always say my child is sick. My child is is sick, which is a good safe mm-hmm. out. That's great. Yeah. Is that a? G- or I will say my child has diarrhea. Let's be honest. <laughs> Sorry, Max. He doesn't listen to this. Good. Uh, yeah. Good. And I don't know. I think if you say diarrhea. You've mm-hmm. tainted the upcoming experience, no matter what. Even if you're not there, people are thinking if about you. you well, for sure. Diarrhea. But like, if you came and you're like, "Hey, it, it, the diarrhea stopped," yeah, I'm yeah. like, uh, people are like, we would still. Like I you to just leave. Ugh, ugh, 
Yeah. Norovirus, mm-hmm. all that, have been through mm-hmm. it, don't know mm-hmm. what it is, don't, I, and I'm just going to think that I have diarrhea the entire night. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants you there. It is a, it is an easy out. I, think that's uh, I have cool. also used, uh, I have a plumbing emergency in my apartment. <laughs> Yep. Sorry, yep. sorry, uh, VH1 uh, Legends concerts featuring Mariah Carey circa 2001. Sorry. Seriously? Mariah Carey was personally very upset that I did not attend that event. Sure, I would have been. It was She hit all the mm-hmm. notes. Yeah, she's like, I know her. I know her and she didn't come. I know her. She lives in a shitty building. It's very possible she has a plumbing emergency. Well, Lori, if you don't come to my birthday dinner... It would make me very sad. I also do have a gift for you, um, which I've been oh. holding out on. It's the little, it's the little baby, and then I got another thing oh. to share with you. Do, should we? Can I show it to you on camera? Oh yeah, I'm not uh, looking okay. at the camera. Okay, come. I'm looking at. Garage oh, that's band, fine. But, uh, okay. Switch over Hello. to Zoom. Got it. Okay, and I saw this at. Uh, my wife really likes to go to antique stores. Mm-hmm. And we don't buy antiques. We buy, sometimes we sure. buy little things, and then I see things for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say to her, "Should I get this for Lori?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's weird. Go ahead, go ahead." So are you ready? I I saw this. I am. And here it is. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Wait, is it just the head? It's the head. It's the head of a doll. Which I think with it's a Tweed Dicky. Yeah, with a Tweed Dicky, and oh. then oh, it's so, it's so full of holes and just one baby hand. <gasps> oh my god, it's like it's so much worse so when you see the whole thing, but also the eyes and also the mouth. Uh, so it's yeah, waving we're need a photo at you. Of that. Do you want to go ahead and get a photo? Oops, all babies. That reminds me of a doll that uh, the first time I went to visit my uh, boyfriend in his home uh, in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Florida we had, had not been dating for very long, like maybe two months. Uh, but he, uh, you know, was in Florida and I was like, would you like to come down and visit? So I did. And uh, on his bureau in his bedroom is a not entirely dissimilar doll. Okay. Uh, like a real fucked up old, just really terrifying doll. And I was like, I have met the man of my dreams. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a very professional, straight laced mm-hmm. seeming, you know, academic, uh, smart, successful person. Sure. And this is what he chooses to put on the bureau in his bedroom. We are... Uh, gonna be together forever that's fantastic Lori. how uh i don't oh, do you want no what what you go i was gonna say i don't know i don't know from episode to episode if he listens we uh-huh. try try to never talk about the podcast yeah why would you yeah i just say to yeah. my family i'm recording a podcast i don't even mm-hmm. say the name of it i don't say your <laughs> name good good yeah it's better mm-hmm. that way uh, I had a reader reach out on the uh, Carb Faced Instagram. Carb Faced? Is that what you're yeah, calling Faced. it? Yeah, Carb Faced. Yeah. Uh, on the Carb Faced Instagram to give us some feedback about okay. our our query as to, like, would you like to support the, the uh, a Patreon? What would you want to get out of a Patreon uh, patronage? 
And this person had a lot of good feedback, interesting feedback. One thing that they said was, I do not want video. <laughs> Please do not give me oh, video. Good. You guys are disembodied. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but you guys are disembodied voices yep. and I want to keep it that yep. way. Please no video. And I just say to you, listener, bless yeah, you. Yeah, it was never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I hate video. I, t- I, am, I have now switched back to GarageBand on my oh, laptop yeah, because yeah. I do not want to see my uh, face on the screen. So why would I want I'm, anyone I'm else to I'm enjoying how my hair is all fucked up today. So I'm watching that. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I didn't cool. comb out my beard. So it's smushed in places. And yeah. I, I'm enjoying that. Other than that, yeah. I'm just staring at myself. Yes. Lori. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the movie? Oh, my God. You know, when I suggested that we watch Burnt, I think one of the first things you said afterward was, fuck Mm -hmm. you to me. Mm -hmm. And I want to say to you, not exactly fuck you, but maybe maybe a fist-shaking, damn you. (laughs) Soylent Uh, Green. It's a 1973 movie, the year I was born. Yeah, and it's set in a hypothetical 2022. 2022! Hilarious. It's so good. There are a lot of wrong things with this movie. I want to be very, very clear. Lots Mm. of bad things in this movie. Bad, bad, Mm -hmm. bad. Not good. Mm. Not good. Mm. Um, The movie is... It's the second time I've seen it. Lori, what's your experience with Soylent Green? Uh, this was the first time I've seen the movie, mm-hmm. but you know, for many, many years, uh, the, I, there's one line of dialogue yeah. that also functions as an absolute spoiler. Yeah, spoiler, uh, spoiler. If you haven't watched Soylent Green, we're going to give it away right at the top. Yeah. Uh, I, I've known about that one line. And so I have, I had sort of constructed in my mind an entirely different type of film, uh, that was much more like 50s, 60s, like dumb horror film, yeah. uh, black and white. Like, I don't know what I thought this movie was going to be, but um, it was way different. But I knew I knew the, the premise uh, that that kind of, you know, spoils what's Go something that kind of can't Just say it. Just say it. Soylent Green is people. Soylent Green is people. Yeah. Said dramatically, uh, really, you have to say it very dramatically, though. But like, if you were just like being with, casual, like if you were in a restaurant with somebody, obviously yeah, not during twenty twenty two New York City, um, mm. because there are no restaurants, at least not for normal people. Yeah. But yeah, if you were just like yeah. being like just casual about it, and you didn't want to get anybody yeah. around you listening or interested or thinking something is up, you'd just say, "Say, like, it's people. It's people. It's yeah. people. Let them know. Let them know." Uh, with the like real bright red blood paint coming out of the side of your mouth, just about to die. Uh, fucking, I don't know that I've ever seen before another Charleston, Charlton Heston Heston film. He's horrible. He's horrible. He is so bad in this. And just to, just to pick a little bit, he doesn't look good. He's not. He looks like ugh. if you were to describe Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> to a police sketch artist, and then that sketch artist took up 
uh, felting and was like, let me make a Muppet out of what you're telling me. And then instead of teeth, they just stuck in, I don't know, very long fingernails. Very long fingernails are one of those little walking teeth. You know, you wind them up and they just go. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> it's like that. They put those in his in his mouth. Hey, Soylent Green, yeah. 1973, directed by Richard Fleischer. Uh, he also connected really good movies like Conan the Destroyer, mm, okay. Amityville 3D, Great. and the jazz singer Neil Diamond version. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, I looked. Not... I looked at the reviews of this film, and there were not that many. Uh, I guess there were just fewer outlets, uh, or I don't know what. Uh, the Times had a review that was kind of lukewarm. Hollywood Reporter fucking loved it. Okay. Uh, and Roger Ebert was, was three more stars. positive than yeah. negative. Little three stars on yeah. that. So yeah. it, it takes place in um, 2022 New York City, and it says, it says that on screen. The year 2022. The place, New York <laughs> City. Okay. Mm. And the population, 40 million. Lori, yeah. how many people are in New York <laughs> City right now? I think we may have top 10 million, Great. maybe. Great. Yeah. What's, what, so what comes out is it's, uh, oh, it's, it starts with a brisk montage of people, all white, mm. in mm-hmm. old-timey 1920s. They're in cars. They're posing. They're smiling. And then it's just this rapid, fast editing, um, triptych type of, Oh my God! This thing, bad thing, is happening. This bad thing is happening. Look at this overpopulation. It's uh, it's really out of control, and it makes you feel scared, like junk is piling up around you. Laurie, any thoughts mm-hmm. on the opening? Uh, I'd say the opening and the closing montages are the best part of this film. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's, I guess, you know, when this film was made, there were probably plenty of people that had been alive in that, like, early 1900s era. Uh, you know, and my, my dad uh, himself, who is um, 76, will often wax poetic about uh, the way things used to be. And some of it sounds great, you know? He talks about it was just a simpler time. You could uh, hitchhike, you know, the open space sure and blah, blah, Absolutely. blah. Uh you know, I I'm I'm down with all that, and I think there that we've there probably are some things that we've lost. Certainly, we've got a, you know an environmental crisis on our hands. Uh, but you know, there's some other things that I'm like, well, I think we are actually very lucky to be living yeah. in the time that we are in, and this film kind of points to some of those things. Another film I saw last week, which was uh, also it was made in I think 1944, uh, called The Miracle at Morgan's Creek. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. I was like. Huh, well, you know what? Things might have been better for some people in the 40s, but fuck, man. I'm glad I wasn't living back then because uh, I could talk about that movie another time. But um, oh, yeah, I don't know. You can. You can talk about it now. I know you don't like this one. Do you want to talk about, about that one? <laughs> I'll briefly talk about Miracle at okay. Morgan's Creek, which is a... Uh, Oh, the name of the Preston's it's a Preston Sturgis yeah. film and uh it said it's was made in 1944 set in present day uh and the whole premise is that a bunch of soldiers are going off to war to fight the whatever in the 19 in sure, the 40s sure, sure, sure. World War 2 and uh, the, but and we all owe them uh, a party before they go off. And all the girls are going to show up and dance with the boys and give them a kiss and give them something to fight for. Mm. 
Uh, and this one girl is super, super into it. Her dad doesn't want to go to the party, but she sneaks off to the party anyway. She gets wasted. And uh, she dances with every single soldier and doesn't, you know, just gets tossed around mm, like a rag doll. Mm. Eventually she gets lifted up into the air, hits her head on a light fixture, doesn't feel well, passes out. Next thing she knows, it's the next morning. She doesn't remember what happened, but she s- uh, slowly realizes that she got married, quote unquote. Mm. And by married, I mean violently Oh, no. Uh, Oh, no. Which they do not show. They do not show. And they don't even say that she had intercourse. It's just that she has been legally married. And what legally married actually translates to is impregnated. Uh, It's a real, it's a garbage movie. And by the end of the movie, she has six babies all at the same time and she has tricked another man into pretending to be the dad so her own dad doesn't get mad at her for having sex while she was unconscious (laughs) preston sturges everyone it's all on the criterion collection (laughs) so how many uh wire whips would you give that I would a one wire whip to shove into each of Preston Sturgis's eye sockets. Okay, so two. Got it. On yeah. One eyed <laughs> man, I don't know. I don't know. There's yeah. no eyes. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I know different times, different values, but come on, folks. Well, thank you for that. That was something. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, a movie, and we're back on Soylent Green now. Soylent Green <laughs> is based on a novel called Make Room, Make Room, 1966 science fiction novel. And I'm going to draw a, a direct connection because it, to, to uh, another podcast called If Books Could Kill, fantastic mm. uh, podcast, and their episode on the book The Population Bomb, which I think came out in 68, if I remember my research correctly. And they please go listen to that because this whole um, this whole view got very, very popular in the late 60s and 70s about population overgrowth and population bombs and that the world was going to collapse because of the number of people in it. And guess what? It's massively racist in origins. I don't know that Soylent Green is certainly massively misogynistic. Um, but but the population bomb and that view of the world is becoming too crowded really is about the population bomb of non-white people. So people who aren't Caucasians are having children. What will we do? I mean, it's it's as bad as you think it is. So do go listen to that podcast because I think it has direct connections. Something must have been going on in the late 60s um, for Soylent Green and as a novel and then and then the population bomb to come out as books. Mm. And then you, you got this carryover into early 70s. When this movie was made, anyway, anyway, the green filter. We get we we go in on New York City, and I just New York City's green at this point. Is it green? Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, to indicate uh, poor air quality yeah. and uh, just a total decay, yeah. um, or or bad lighting on the set. You know, I'm not sure, sure which it is, but my God. Um, there's a TV show that's on. We go into Charlton Heston, always sweaty. And I know it's supposed to be warm, but he's, it's not just his face is sweaty. Later he takes off his yeah. shirt, um, in Ooh. an unfortunate scene. 
chest isn't sweaty, back isn't sweaty. Um, but that face, face, that face. So I'm sure it had nothing to do with um, what he was drinking on and off the set. So it says Soylent Red and Yellow is for sale. And then Green is High Energy from Plankton. Tuesday is Soylent Green Day. Tuesday is Soylent Green Day. It's like this running running reminder that Tuesday is Soylent Green Day. It barely pays off toward the end of the movie, but it does result in a bit of a riot because Tuesday is Soylent Green Day. Mm. Corey, what do you do on Tuesdays? Well, if it, if it's Meatless Monday, are you doing a Taco Tuesday? Are you doing something else on Tuesday? We do a lot of Tostada Tuesday, tostada. to be honest. Okay, okay yeah, that's nice. which is just, uh, you know, it's just a fucking tortilla in a pan, mm-hmm. and that until it's crispy. Yeah. Um, because I got tired of microwaving the tortillas. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a man in a beret shows up. Were you like, hey, he looks familiar? Did Did you see who that was? Uh, are we talking about Edward, Edward G. Robinson? Robinson and his famous last role? Was this his As, last role? This was his very last role. Wow, wow, wow! That takes on a big symbol, symbolic thing toward mm. the end of the movie mm-hmm. um, when mm-hmm. we have to see his nipple, oh, which was which so was rough. tough on everybody. Lori, uh, Edward G. Robinson takes. We don't. Are they lovers? Are they friends? They. <laughs> Are they such good a friends? Weird, Are they fuck buddies? What's going on? I mean, they love each other they as do. they, they as do. they declare many many times. Uh, yeah, there's such a weird vibe in their little apartment, which apparently is you know it's nicer and more luxurious apartment than most people have. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is such a um, real. It's a real take your work home vibe. Uh, that's is it father son? Is it is there a there's a weird power dynamic? Is it father there. son or is it like father son? You know, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's daddy. I don't know. Daddy zaddy. Again, uh, if yeah, if you read it with that, if you read it through that lens, it becomes interesting but not illuminating. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, let me see if I have any uh, more notes on that. Um, margarine. The, the margarine turn. That is my next question for you. Can margarine turn? I don't. Think I don't so. think so either. I mean, I. I would, I'm not going to test the theory because I don't know. Can you even get margarine anymore? Yeah, you can. I feel you like can. A, yeah, in fact, because okay. we grew up eating margarine, we had like no butter in the house, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so we were a margarine family. And I was like, "Hey, do do they st- still sell Blue Bonnet? They do. They yeah, do. Mar- yeah. The margarine's there. Makes me happy." Uh, for people who think that uh, Copenhagen, Denmark, is the absolute, uh, you know, ground zero of uh, perfect food culture and everything is amazing yeah. there. Uh, there are several stores that I saw in my travels there that, uh, you know, a store will sometimes, it happens in New York, happens other places, they'll sort of advertise their marquee products, you know, beer, soda, um, cold cuts, ice cream. A lot of stores save margarine right on the outside. I love it. In Denmark, in, in Copenhagen, I the, uh, the food capital love of the it. world. Yeah. I think margarine plays an important role though, right? Because it has it, there's no dairy in it and it's all oil. It's vegan butter. Yeah. Yeah. So It's like plastic plastic pants are now vegan leather. It's like bitch that's plastic. Okay. okay. It's fine. But like I'm into it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm really yeah. into it. Yeah. It just to hijack the vegan label uh-huh. uh for things that are like 
definitely not uh, whatever. I don't. No, it don't sounds like you hate vegans. That's what anybody. I heard. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. All right. So they're eating. No notes. No, no notes. DMs. No, yeah. Uh, no further questions. All right. So they say that Soylent is tasteless, odorless crud. That's according to Edward mm-hmm. G. Robinson. The lights start going out. So then they have to get on the exercise bike to charge the batteries. It's a real shitstorm in where they're living. But. Uh, Edward G. Robinson's character says when I was, and his name, his name is Saul. Uh, Saul says when I was a kid, food was food. Uh, right, mm. uh, right, right. Where meat, eggs, real butter, the greenhouse effect. Everything is burning up. Okay, so that's what's happening. Back to why everything is green. Greenhouse. So only like green. It's just like green, green, mm. green. Uh, yellow comes in later. I don't know. I don't think it stands for anything. I don't think there's yeah. a color story here. I think it's just colors. No. I want to just back up oh, and, please, and note please. that I don't know if you caught the fact that Manhattan and Philadelphia now share a yeah, border. What sounds that? like? Why? <laughs> that like good, great, because there's so many people. There's so many people. I don't know. About, I just how many people are in New Jersey? Are we up to forty uh, million? Like, is this not, not a lie? That's right, not enough. Not enough. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, but I also, I want to say, like, they haven't, they. I understand what they were doing as of you know as filmmakers, like the way that they would bunch, you know, people were just hanging out. You couldn't go up and down <laughs> sure. a stairwell in an apartment building because sure. it was just crowded with so people, crowded. and the streets were crowded, so crowded. and the shelters or whatever the the priest was sort of presiding over this this very crowded area and then there are so many scenes where there is not a living soul soul. in an enormous space completely wide open folks can we spread Spread out out a little bit we do not all have to bunch up here on this one stairwell that's right why are we all there and charlton heston steps on your balls like why Mm. just move move out mm-hmm. just a tiny bit move move to the graveyard mm-hmm. sleep in the graveyard mm-hmm. that was wide open it was wide yeah. open for anybody to be there mm-hmm. why is harl why is why is harleston cheston why is charlton heston tying a kerchief around his neck God. please explain the kerchief i don't know what is he doing uh, he's his sweat catcher sweat catcher uh, it's not doing his job Yeah, unclear. It's bad. It's a bad. You know, it's tough to make a few a film about the future when you're living in the present, right? And Mm. you're gonna get some stuff wrong. You can't. You can't make future cars. You can't make future apartments. They got those big ass boxy TVs with the giant cabinet. The Space Invaders Uh, game. Oh my God, the video games. Like, okay. So cute. Uh, the outfits, the all the extras, all the people sleeping on the stairs and the wretched yeah. poor. Uh, their vibe is very much like we picked up these costumes off the set of the musical uh, Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> and we're just going with it. There's a I real... I would say even like, Godspell. It might have been Godspell at that point. Mm, some of that. Mm. It's, all just, it's just like, um, what is the fabric where you, on Project Runaway, where they start making... Muslim. muslin uh mm. everybody's got like muslin kerchiefs on their head uh and and yeah. charlton heston wraps it around his neck so he looks like a good little boy uh whose body's made out of a sack of potatoes and i say that as someone whose mm-hmm. body's made out of a sack of potatoes hey weird rich people show up 
And there's mm. some <laughs> Willem Dafoe looking motherfucker. Now the actor's mm-hmm. name is Chuck Connors. I who starred in the TV show The Rifleman, man, um, which I think was a guy about a, who had a rifle and he'd shoot sure. things. So good for mm-hmm. him. Great, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna refer to him from here on out as the Willem Dafoe looking motherfucker because I don't yeah. want to know his character's yeah, yeah. name. And he turns out to be a bodyguard, and he's going to take. Uh, Cheryl, Miss Cheryl. This is tough. Miss Cheryl to the grocery store in the building where they sell actual food. And by actual food, it's sad, um, but Mm -hmm. but actual food. He takes Miss Cheryl downstairs. The weird rich man stays upstairs. And he says, uh, well, they, they, she starts to buy groceries and the, the grocer says, 279Ds for, for for all the goods. <laughs> now, Lori, do you think they mean dollars or do they mean dicks? Is it 279Ds? Tell me what it is. What's currency? Yeah, the way that they inexplicably, uh, they, there is only one word that has been altered in this 50 year time span from the, you know, from the time the film was made until the future period the only word that has changed in the english uh american vernacular is dollars and it's d's sure they save a lot of time they save a lot of time you know time is money when you're making film on on actual film so i get it sure uh but yeah 279 d's for some (laughs) for for a uh for a couple of tomatoes a real sad stalk of celery what was going on that thing was so fucked up looking it was crazy Mm -hmm crazy I guess that was intentional right was but it, it was, some it apples was, um, and the the beef the beef yeah. beef like <laughs> you've never seen before apparently you know it's really hard to like the world exists but not not near new york so i don't yeah. i don't really get it like why don't you just move I'm joking. <laughs> joking. They don't have the means to, to move. I think there might have been like a lingering anti-communist message in here as well. Ooh, you know, yeah, a lot yeah, of this yeah. like food rationing, uh, corruption was very much like the narrative of uh, of, of communist Russia. Uh, I say having just finally completed six seasons of The Americans. Oh, so you know. Yeah. Hey, Cheryl is played by Lee Taylor Young, who appeared previously on the TV show Peyton Place. She also hmm. later appeared on the TV show Picket Fences, and she's getting over a an interesting relationship with um, ah Jesus, who's the guy in Barry Lyndon? Oh, Ryan O'Neill. Yeah, Tatum there O'Neil. you go, Ryan O'Neill. Nice job. Yeah, I pulled it out. The daughter thing. I I wouldn't. I couldn't tell you any of his movie Tatum. roles, but I do remember there you that go. His now, daughter Tatum. All right, so Tatum's as a half brother. Um, with with uh, the woman who played Cheryl, that's interesting, I guess. Hmm. All right, um, we just lost our entire listener. Lee Taylor We're Young like, is now um, like a leader in a spiritual group, so we're happy oh, no. for her. Are we? Yeah. Is it like a? Is it like a? What? Is it? Is it? Is there a David Miscavige element to it? I or don't is it know. Like, I didn't dive deep into it, but yeah. she does narrate like the. The meditation apps that they have so i think that's mm. nice okay love yeah, to see know. people when, working 
Sure. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of unemployment That's fine. in uh, exactly. this New York Exactly. Escape, so. It's just nice sure. that she has a job. And her job, Lori, the most painful <laughs> so part. Well, yeah. one of the most painful parts. Yeah. So in this uh, dystopic hellscape, women are, uh, if they are deemed attractive enough, uh, women are considered furniture. furniture. And that is, they are uh, a fixture of uh, the apartments that only a very, very few people can afford to live in. So if you are a man renting an apartment, it comes with a uh, an attractive young woman for you to live with as ever, however you see fit. Uh, help you entertain your guests, keep your house clean, I guess, uh, go to bed with you, yeah. etc. It's rough. It's real And rough. they uh, really lean into the, the terminology of furniture, and it's, um, it's not great. And it, it's not great. It has no... There's like no redemption. There's like nothing. It's just like, yeah, women are um, treated like this. Guess that's it. Mm-hmm. We have nothing else to say about it. Yeah. Oh, at the very, very end, oh, yeah, we've got Cheryl, yeah, yeah. the you know primary piece of furniture in the film, it's saying to Charlton Heston after you know they have embarked on a, uh, a relationship. He goes, "Well, you're a great piece of furniture," <laughs> or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And she's like. Don't talk to me like that, please. Yes. And he goes, okay. okay. And of course, they never see each other never. again. <laughs> Not once. Not once. So she gets, uh, she sort of says, hey, I'm a human, but like, bear, yeah. doesn't even, doesn't even. So His okay is doing so much work there. Yeah. His okay is like, whatever, Ottoman. Oh, speaking of the Ottoman, he does like pushing on the cushions a lot. It's like he's never <laughs> seen an yes. Ottoman before. Brr, brr, pushing on the Ottomans. It's yeah. it's tough. Hey, the rich guy who bought the video game for Cheryl is clawed to death with uh, like yeah. a, I don't know. What are those? Pry bar? Uh, some kind of a yeah crowbar, Crow, maybe? I don't crowbar. know. It's a, it's a, crowbar. A weird. There you go. Yeah. Uh, by an absolute John Denver lookalike. And mm-hmm. again, like, let's let's um, appeal to the 10% or less of our audience right. who's old enough to know. No, John Denver, Denver was an incredible singer. Sweet, sweet voice. Crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Um, crashed his plane. Crashed his Is that plane, what happened? Maybe. Rough. Okay, um, Charlton Heston is such a bad actor in this. He took a drink of bourbon. <laughs> you can tell he's been drinking bourbon, okay? But he yeah, took he... a drink of bourbon, and then he overacted the hell out of it. Like, oh, that's strong. <laughs> it was yeah. so yeah, bad. Ah. Hey, it's the, he goes into the bathroom where they have running water. He doesn't have running water at his house, and he's just so fascinating. Like, he's a real dum-dum. And then, um, because you know he has seen it, you know he has seen it. He's not like, what is this? He's like, oh, I'm going to turn on their faucets. But there's wool on the walls. Did you see behind him? It looked like there was like puffy wool on, like you could lean up against it. It was the side of a sheep. All right. I did not notice that, but there were so many interesting uh, decor choices in this film meant to indicate the future. Like, uh, like uh, hanging chains yep. of glass yep. chain, clear glass chains hung together. 
I mean, it's like they couldn't have branded this movie more clearly in its uh, 1970s era yeah. uh, by while attempting to make it look futuristic. They, they also hilarious. feature that, remember the yellow Neutrogena soap? The bar oh, of yeah. soap. Uh-huh. So, yep. so there was that. Very Again, futuristic. just speaking to the folks alive in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So they had that soap. And yep. Sliding doors. Mm-hmm. Sliding doors kind of really... It's, again did a lot of work to indicate the future the future and then corningware the the blue cornflower cornyingware with the with the flower taken off the mm-hmm. side a mm-hmm. lot of that mm-hmm. a lot of that well listen it's just a murder mystery from here on out and a conspiracy so I do want to say Charlton Heston multiple times I wrote in all caps Charlton Heston looks like shit we mm, find out mm-hmm. the man who was killed, Simonson, developed a freeze-drying technique. He's connected to the governor who's running for re-election. And Simonson served on the board of the... Soylent. Of Soylent. Mm-hmm. Do you get it, folks? Something bad is happening with Soylent. Something yeah. bad is happening with Soylent. Do you know how you know? Because they keep telling you, hmm, this feels interesting. This is a- the cops are, like, crooked as fuck. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Charlton Heston's character takes everything that's not nailed down in the rich people's apartment, which on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, steal from the fucking rich people. On the other hand, you're a bad cop. Yeah, for sure. Um, Listen, Charlton, when he gets when he leaves the murder scene, he takes all the food, including the sad um, deranged celery. Takes yeah. it home to Edward G. Robinson and Edward G. Robinson. Also takes a towel. Takes a just towel. <laughs> and a pillowcase. It's, you know, I actually yeah. am fine with the towel. He needed one. Yeah, it's, Take the towel. Well, Take the towel. Yeah. They eat lettuce. They eat iceberg lettuce. And Edward G. Robinson acts like it's out of a ever. Out of ashtrays. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Okay. I didn't see that. Their I'm plates sorry. are ashtrays. Mm. And then... Mm-hmm. Edward G. Robinson, and that is his full name and both his first name. Edward G. Robinson uh, makes slop, I believe, like a stewy yeah. slop, stewy slop. Alpo dog food. Yeah. Yep. A stewy slop and serves it, and they act like it's the best meal ever. And this was an improvised scene, according to IMDb, where Oof. they're eating all that, and then they they seem like they're gonna fuck. They are like ten seconds away from fucking. I'm sorry. It is like. Some Tom Jones shit going on in that that eating scene. They're like, never break eye contact. They're just like licking their fucking teeth at each other. Just, uh, I took a couple of screenshots. Oh no! Uh, you know, it's well, it's like, look, laugh, burp. Just yeah, some real, some and I burping. get it. I like, food. You know, they have not had real food in a very long time. It's very exciting. They're just enjoying it. They're so happy. But it's like, they imp- they. They wanted to fuck those two guys. Cheryl offers to make him breakfast in what is the weirdest, weirdest moment. She says, I will make you eggs. And he says, I would like strawberries <laughs> because somebody had strawberries in another scene. Uh, and and she's like, I don't, I don't have any strawberries. I've never seen them. And so, he's like, so, okay, so I'll make you an egg. And they kind of just like nestle down into the couch and then cut to the weirdest scene in a movie ever. The two of them in a circular shower, their heads out the top. 
They are laughing, going, ha, 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 this is wild. What is happening? You Ugh. know that place smells so musty and funky. It's uh. got body juices and mold all in those fibers down below. This is not good. This is not good. Mm. This is mm-hmm. this is dystopia. Yeah. Yeah, this is the bad place as uh no one has ever said about anything ever. Uh, yeah, that round shower really brought me back to, uh, my grandparents had a little, uh, little house, little cabin sort of, uh, on uh, a bay of Lake Ontario. And, uh, there was, you know, it was very rustic and very, um, you couldn't drink the water and, you know, just like, there were no like doors that closed. They were all these like sliding, uh, cheap doors. And uh, it was like, you know, you'd go in the, it wasn't winterized. It was strictly a summer thing. And they had uh, one of those uh, showers, you know, it's like a fiberglass tube yes. and you just bring it in and you hook it up to the, the water. And uh, it, I always was like, I don't want, like I was, I hated it. I would much rather take a bar of soap and go uh, have a cold bath in the lake than, than take the shower. Cause I was like, I couldn't stand the idea of the sides of the fiberglass touching me. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that's what I was reminded of when I saw this disgusting tube of, of, uh, yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Did your... Also, you know how fucking gross he must have smelled? Like that dude, he said, he's like, I haven't had a bath in years. Like, the way he was ready to eat that soap. I'm like, this motherfucker has not seen real soap in it. Ready to eat soap. Think how bad he smelled when he got into bed. It's just... Right. On those yellow silk sheets. And he leaves there and he goes to a church. But on his way to the church, he sees a dead mother. Again, not funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, her child is tied to her mm-hmm. in the loosest knot of her. Sure. <laughs> the yeah. loosest knot of her. Having had, having had kids that age, any kids can pull their hand right out. That's all they're going to do yeah. is fixate on how do I get my hand out. Yeah. So this is not believable, I guess is what I'm saying. But the mother's dad takes the orphan into the church. And oh my God, there are so many people in there. You mentioned it earlier. So many people. But the father, the priest, is, it is out of control how unmoved he is to the situation. He's just, he's fully dissociating. (laughs) He's like, I'm so done with this shit. Just. Oh, did I? Yeah. Did I? Did I? Did I? Okay, so the rich man who was clawed to death, uh, uh-huh. he went and gave his confession to the priest yeah. the week yeah. before. So that's why we're there. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's real tough. It's real tough because we have a lot of stinky bodies in there. Just random mm-hmm. men with their shirts off. Just randomly. <laughs> randomly. We don't know why. We don't know why. Yeah. I, Lori, if you were in, let's say it's really hot out and you're taken to your local church for shelter mm-hmm. and it's just so hot, so hot. Mm. Would you take your shirt off in a church? In I a mean, church? Would I? Yeah, would you? No. 
would men? Yes, it seems it, the answer is yeah. I don't want uh, I don't want all those saints and things looking at me. That doesn't I think feel right. They have all come to. I mean, although they are in a church and there is still a priest taking confessions, I think that they have. They're all. Many of them have come to the conclusion that uh, God ain't coming. God to help ain't us. coming. So right. we do not need to cover our shame in His house any longer. There's yeah, there are a know, lot the, of the male nipples in this movie. A lot of yeah. male nipples. I, it's like a. Rec- it's a motif. Is what it is. Yeah. It's a motif. Male nips in here. It's just a, it's like a, it's like a, I don't know. It's like an orgy of nipples. It's rough. Uh, It is super rough. It's Again, it's very, it's really. (laughs) Now, how are 70s nipples different from, let's say, 2020s I think they're different. I think they're, they're, um, well, they're hairy, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So you think we have uh, now evolved in the last fifty years so as to not have body hair around our nipples? No, I have. I I have body hair around my nipples, mm-hmm. but I don't have my shirt off in church. True, true. Uh, well, focus on the family. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like maybe you <laughs> ought to call your friend Tipper Gore and talk it out. Uh, <laughs> So this church is so crowded, and the space cadet priest, who is so uh, shell-shocked, it seems literally, um, of, of PTSD of what he has experienced, everybody's so crowded until they get to the altar that there's like all this room near the altar. It's like people just spread mm-hmm. out. We could easily be six yeah. feet apart. Just spread yeah. out. Go to the altar. It'll be fine. Now, right. um he says sweet Jesus or something. And then he sits down in front of the altar, the priest, cause you, he, he knows about Soylent, but we don't know what exactly was told. Mm. Okay. So, uh, smash cut Soylent crumbs, Soylent green. People are selling Soylent out in the streets. We're in the market. Guess what day it is. It's motherfucking Tuesday. Are they serving tacos? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. It is no. green Soylent day. Soylent Tuesday. That's right. So we've got, uh, Soylent Green on Tuesdays, and Charlton Heston has been demoted, so now he's on riot police duty, and he has a football hum- football helmet on. <laughs> uh, the people are booing the police when they say that they're running short of Soylent Green. Apparently, there's been a delivery problem. We don't see it. We're just told, like any good movie yeah. should, just t- tell, don't show. Mm-hmm. The crowd riots. It's great. I loved the riot. My favorite part of the movie. It's not believable for a second. Yeah. And police are pushed in a line, pushed back through plate glass windows, which looks like candy glass because it is candy glass and it breaks around them. The rioters are pushing them back and then the scoops come. Lori, can you talk about the scoops? The scoops are... The scoops uh, are coming. That's what they said. The scoops. Uh, The scoops are... uh, earth mover tractors bulldozers i guess maybe mm-hmm. not bulldozers mm-hmm. but bulldozers fitted with a scoop uh so they they pick up human beings with the scoop right. and dump them into the That's back right. of the truck it's so funny it's it's really that uh, i think it was hollywood reporter and their review was like the special effects were amazing especially the riot scene and the scoops it's like was that amazing <laughs> so or was dumb. it just really fucking terrible it wasn't scary at all i wanted to ride a no. scoop laurie i would ride a scoop 
Scoop me up, Charlton Heston. Scoop me up. Uh, well, I would not. I would. You see the one guy hanging on to scoop all the way to the top, but he was hanging on the outside, mm. so he just stood on top mm-hmm. of the truck. I want to be that guy. Yeah. That looked like so much fun. Scoop me up. All right. The cre- there's a creepy stalker guy who looks horny for Charlton Heston, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But we realize that he's just trying to kill Charlton Heston, so he sh- he shoots at him, and he, he hit a woman in yeah. the street with uh, muslin yeah. on top of her head. So then he shot another guy in the shoulder and then he gets up to uh, Charlton Heston and Charlton Heston throws, he throws him in front of a scooper, but then he shoots Charlton Heston in the, in the leg, um, which sort of comes and goes as he goes through the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it hurt? Does it not? Do no, I have a cramp? A or was I shot? Uh, and then the, and then the scooper smashes him. That bucket comes down mm. and smashes him. That was fun. That was yeah. a pretty good death. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I you know I'm not rooting for Charlton Heston at any point in this no. movie. So I'm like I don't know, shoot him or not, I don't give a shit. That's right. That's right. Uh, Charlton Heston goes and beats up the Willem Dafoe looking motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Saul takes the book to some secret archive book collection in the library. There are a lot of old people there, including a mm-hmm. judge. Mm-hmm. Great. We get to the you're a hell of a piece of furniture scene don't talk to me like that please okay we find out the uh, simonizer was a member of the board and he learned this fact and it shook his sanity we don't know what the fact is it's that soylent green is people but like we know something terrible is coming and and saul says why are we why are they doing this why meaning whatever horrible secret and the judge says mm. because it's easier expedient is the word word and saul says Ed, edward g robinson all one word says uh good god and the judge says what god mr roth where will we find him and saul says home now we don't know what that means Mm. So it goes to some weird ass looking building. Lori, it looked, it reminded me, and probably not appropriately, appropriately, it reminded me of that hotel that you stayed at at JFK, Term, Terminal <laughs> Five. Yeah, they may well have shot it there. I mean, this was it was a viable concern back then. Uh, I gotta say, this place that Saul checks into, which spoiler, it's a euthanasia hotel. That's right. They don't. Call, I wrote. They should call sorry, it that. but they. Yeah, sorry, but the euthanasia place seems awesome. It does. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is how I want to die. I was yeah, like, this is the best in the world. Yeah, suddenly it's air conditioned. They're being treated with respect. Uh, they get, you know, they get to choose their favorite color for the light show. They get to choose music. They watch this beautiful film, and then they die and then they peacefully die. with no bullshit. Sign me up, folks. Sign me up. Not now, but it well, like, whenever. Just you know, let me when know. Let me know. I'll take you. It's fine. What yeah. is your favorite color, Lori? Uh, you know, at that point, I was like, "What's my favorite yeah. color?" I don't know. It's such a. That's not all a, right. Saul says orange. It's a question for a child. He says orange. All right, and then what kind of music? And he says classical, and then corrects himself and says light classical. <laughs> They're like, I think you'll enjoy it. Don't worry like, about it, buddy. Don't worry. Yeah. And a full Groove twenty the- minutes guaranteed. Yeah. All right, Charlton Heston. Get, I was hoping yeah. for a rub and tug, honestly. I was like, can we? <laughs> I don't know. They probably did. Because he gave his yeah. shirt off. He got his shirt off. We see Edward G. Robinson's almost dead nipple. And um, that was a lot. 
Mm-hmm. That was a lot. Yeah. It's fine. And again, the motif continues. Um, Charlton Heston finds out, gets a note from Saul, I'm going home. He knows what that means. Mm-hmm. He knows what that means. Congrats. I don't know how. So he goes to JFK Terminal 5 mm-hmm. and says, I need to see Saul. <laughs> so they get him in. The father Dick from Eight Van is yes! Yes. The father <laughs> from Eight is enough. Is is that's who I would like to lead me to to my death. Is Dick yeah. Van Patten. Now there's no waiting period. <laughs> you just, oh, would you like to die? Cool. Come right in. We will kill you. There's no yeah. waiting. There's no nothing. Ugh. If, it, if the Apple Store would, were like that, I would be thrilled. Oh like, take me in now. Take me mm-hmm. now. My headphones aren't mm-hmm. working. All right. So he's escorted to a room where two people wearing what I wrote as Methodist robes, which meant something to me. It's just like on a high holy day for the Methodists, where it means sure. it's not too much, but it's a little fancy. A little extra, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a high bed. Um with with a bit of an incline so you can see the panoramic tv uh tv screen or film screens there's orange around him there's very pretty like classical we see the poppies on a panorama and then it changes to the deer more wildlife a sunset with birds rivers fish under the ocean (laughs) mountains waves blossoming trees yellow tulips It's like a karaoke backdrop, basically. Absolutely. By that point, Charlton Heston gets in there and sees Saul, and then the viewing window closes, and Dick Van Penn's like, nobody can look. And he's like, you fucking let me look, or I'll fucking kill you! Something like that. Uh, And he's like, okay, sir. So he opens up the window again, and then he can, Charlton Heston can talk to Saul. Saul can hear him. And he says, uh, I'm just going to do this scene if that's okay. Thank you. Please, yeah. Saul, can you hear me? Thorn? That's his name. Thorn. Okay, that's Charlton Heston. It's Thorn. Thorn? Yes. Thank you for coming. I've lived too long. No. I love you, Thorn. I love you, Saul. Can you see it? Yes. Isn't it beautiful? It is. I told you. How could I know? How could I? How could I ever imagine? Horrible. Simonson, silent. Listen to me, Thorn. Listen to me. And then static, 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 static. Okay? And then uh, Dick Van Peck comes back after his life has been threatened and then helps get the headphones in, uh, in Thorn slash Charlton Heston's ears. And he says, yes, Saul. And then there's this inaudible whisper, so we can't exactly see what secret is being shared. But Saul says, you got to prove it. Go to the exchange, please, Thorn. And then he dies. And then he dies. Yeah. It was very beautiful. It was not moving, but it was very beautiful. And I, when I die, I am going to set some conspiracy shit going on. I will tell the people around me something horrible is happening in the world and only I know the secrets. Lori, what do you think you'll say on your deathbed? I am going to be messy as fuck. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to stir shit up. I'm going to cause the people around me to be deeply concerned that they are part of a larger conspiracy. They're not. (laughs) What am I going to say on my deathbed? Uh, you know, 
I'll probably follow in my mother's footsteps. Uh, I was with her for uh, not quite the end, but close to the end. And she was just, I, I, I think I have a note in my phone. I was keeping track of the just insane shit she was saying, which was, I won't, you know, it's a little rough to sure, just sure, share, sure. but it was like a lot of nonsense and stuff that was like not, you know, based in reality. And we're just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, just giving her, just listening, just mm-hmm. letting her know somebody was hearing what she was saying. One of the last things she said uh, was regarding my nephew who has beautiful, uh, big curly head of hair. She said, Matthew never washes his hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think of that when I see people writing about, oh, I had the last time moments with my loved ones. And we, we told each other how much we loved each other and, you know, how uh, special we were. And she's like, let me just get in a little uh, complaint about a teenager's um, <laughs> never washes his hair. hair. Matthew never washes his hair. Aww, so it'll probably be something like that. <laughs> All right, uh, Saul dies, Edward G. Robinson dies, they wheel his body out, Heston runs downstairs to see the bodies getting out uh, and being loaded into a, a, being wheeled out and, and, and loaded into the back of a garbage truck. I did like the bodies in the garbage truck. I thought that was fun. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, what a what a lucky break for him to uh, to get to ride with all those dead all bodies. All those dead bodies. Truck. He rides in the back of the of the garbage truck out of the building. He gets on top of it. The bodies get dumped out at a garbage plant, so he jumps off the truck. There's a lot of power plant stuff. Like, oh, he's in a power plant. Oh, look at these, look at these pipes. Check out these pipes. Yeah. Hey, what about these pipes? It was pipes? very um I was like, when is the footloose theme gonna start playing? <laughs> like, I'm ready for a dance break. It's totally was very set up for uh you know a a, a, a little footloose a little kevin bacon Absolutely. on the uneven bars i think filmmakers need to trust us just to be like hey he's at a place i'm just gonna move the action yeah. forward like yeah. here's here's some pipes now let's yeah. move on hey the bodies get placed into a vat of water and heston runs around and down and somewhere and then up and then he sees lots of the green wafers now he we never ever see bodies being turned into wow. soylent green. We never sure. see it. And where does the green come from? Are we coloring it? Like what is happening? I, yeah. But Lori, what if he got it all wrong? <laughs> if he was completely wrong? I smell a sequel. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think they, you know, at some point they bumped up against their budget uh, and their their taste limits. But, uh, yeah, it seemed rather irrefutable. But, oh, yeah, maybe he's not a reliable narrator. Maybe it's, uh, it is sugar and plankton. Yeah, was there ever anything definitive about the ocean? Like, Yeah, we got it in the book. They mentioned it really briefly. Mm. So there are these books that... Uh, Charlton Heston gives to Saul and Saul reads them and he takes them to the judge and she like lovingly strokes the books because they're so shiny and then they've gone through Mm. it and it's like the oceans are dying so the plankton is dying so they've got to get another protein source yeah so all right listen I'm just going to take us through some action so everybody doesn't have to watch this movie he sees the green wafers 
there are two workers that see him hey right so then he gets yeah. on top of the wafers and rides them for a while which i thought was fun yeah. that mm-hmm. that but it didn't last too long then he gets off the other side of the conveyor belt and up and down and all the way up all right and then he punches one and he falls to his death i will send that um screen grab to you i think it says mm-hmm. with the uh what is it the close caption yeah close caption it says ah body smacks ground which i like that i like that a lot body smacks ground and then another guy he kind of punches and he rides on the green wafers fine he gets out of there on the back of a garbage truck just as the same way he came in very very smart there's this garbage in garbage out. thank you there's a shootout at the library where (laughs) all these henchmen are looking for him and the willem dafoe looking motherfucker shoots him again but like in the torso like it's a real shot yeah they also like do not give a fuck i guess this is like speaks to their sense of depravity toward human life but it's like you guys are gonna have the shootout here and with all these people yeah okay we're gonna do that do it do it yeah so heston runs into the church there are hundreds of people in there I don't. It's quiet. It's a very, there's so much there's honk so shoe me 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 going on in there. Like so much honk shoe me me me. So there are hundreds of people in there. Willem Dafoe, the Willem Dafoe looking motherfucker, can't find him until he sees blood? Question mark. I wrote. What was that? It looked like pink vomit. Yeah, it was. Mm. It wasn't blood. It's on the floor, so he follows it. He shoots a woman who makes noise behind him. He kills her. Heston attacks him. Lots of beds falling. So many bunk beds so falling. Many beds. All the beds yeah, falling. Like, Ow! <laughs> slow. Yeah, Charlton Heston's doing his own stunts. That wasn't a good choice. It was not yeah. a good choice at all. So there are many of these um, beds falling. Heston adding adding in some ridiculous body rolls. Just roll it off the floor. Heston finally stabs Willem, the Willem Dafoe-looking motherfucker. Lots of random shooting. Lots of more body rolls from from yeah. from Heston. And a lot of hubbub. I got to say the the sound choices throughout this film. There was so much silence, and you know, for a room that is packed full of people, there's very little like vocalizing yeah. and a lot of a lot of like yeah nobody's screaming just lots of huh. yeah. Huh. yeah now now we are pretending to talk to each other all right the sergeant comes the compromised sergeant comes nuns yeah. come <laughs> it's so funny uh mm. And they they crowd around him, and he's like, did I get him? Yeah, you got him. Fine. And then he starts saying, the oceans are dying. Plankton is dying. It's people. Soylent Green is made out of people. They're making our food out of people. The next thing, they'll be breeding us like cattle for food. You gotta tell them. You gotta tell them. And they're like, okay, I'll tell them. Like, okay, Grandma, time to get you to bed. <laughs> and then they carry him out on his stretcher, and he sort of sort of yells, we don't know to whom. Yeah. You gotta tell them Soylent Green is people. And then three bloody fingers in the air, freeze frame, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I, what an I ending. What mm. ending. <laughs> I don't think... That people will be put off Soylent Green, knowing that it's made out of people. Yeah, I'd eat I'm it. Sorry. I would eat it. 
They're fucking hungry. They're fucking hungry. They're hungry. And what are we doing with the bodies? We got a population problem. What's the, like? What do you want? <laughs> it's awful. It makes it so much worse now that I've seen this film to know that there is a company that calls itself fucking Soylent exactly. in, in the year of our Lord exactly. 2023. Like, what are you doing? It's not It's not funny. It's horrifying. It's pretty... I'm sure there's a lot of think pieces around it. I'm not going to read them. No, no, I no, don't no. care. No, 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 no. I think the, the only pleasure I took when Soylent first came out and they called it Soylent was how... How much it made people shit and fart. It made me so oh, happy dear. every time it would be like, oh, silent. But the, it's this this new blend, this new formula is making everybody fart so much. I was like, well, you, that's what you get. That's what you get. Yeah. I mean, there are like, 26 letters, infinite combinations. Mm-hmm. This is what you right. went with. That's this right. was what you went with. You, it's like your boggle slide, your scrabble slide, you know? It's, I thought you off. said scrabble know. slut. Uh, Lori, let's rate this movie. We rate it out of five wire whips. We do that because we once watched Julia Child's cooking show until we couldn't take it anymore. But we gave those really good ratings for the most part, except for that one atrocious mm-hmm. cake that she made, which was terrifying, oh. even in black and white. Yeah. We do five wire whips because that's what she calls a whisk. And that's fun, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Five wire whips out of five wire whips. What do you think you would rate this? I'll give it one and a half yeah. for comedy, and uh, you know it was only ninety nine cents uh, to rent on Amazon Prime. Oh so. shit! I paid like three dollars for it. Yeah. God damn it! Hey, did you buy it though? I think you could have. No, I didn't want to buy it. I didn't want to buy it. I don't think I'm going to go back to it, folks. I yeah. don't recommend that you watch this. Just listen to our recap of it, unless you enjoy bad acting, and then uh, Charlton Heston is really at his second worst. Other mm. than prying it from his cold, dead hands. Yeah. And which was his worst. And uh, I give it one. Mm. One wire, one wire whip. whip. Really bad. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. really bad. Yeah. A terrible film. Awful. Thank- Awful. 50-year-old film. And anything that is 50 years old or older should be killed and turned into Soylent Green. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. So okay? Uh, get in line. me. That includes me. So if you'd like to know what we are watching next, look down below on your... Pearl, God fucking, I don't know what you do with your life. I don't know. I can't (laughs) be held accountable. Same. All right. Well, all this talk about Soylent is making me hungry. Um, I got to go have a snack. All right. Lori, I only want good things for you. Please come to my birthday party. I will come unless there is a COVID scare in my household or if you have an outbreak of diarrhea. Yeah. All right. See ya. So, Bye. Sorry. Bye.